It is my pleasure to uh, welcome you tonight to our alumni medallion ceremony. Uh, this uh, week has been our alumni celebration week, actually. Uh, we began our, our celebration with a wonderful liturgy in the chapel on Thursday evening uh, that honored and remembered uh, those Villanovans who have passed away in this past year, alums, uh, faculty, uh, and staff. Uh, it was a beautiful ceremony um, officiated by Father Rob Hagen. We had the most glorious music. Uh, Greg Grimes, an alum of Villanova and teaching now in our theology department as Cantor, uh, played a marvelous role in, 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 uh, in the celebration. And Greg, you did a wonderful job. Thank you so much for what you did. <laughs> uh, it gives us a chance to uh, think back, appreciate, and share with our graduates and our distinguished alums just what it is that we at Villanova mean to do in our mission as a Augustinian Catholic University. We talk these days a lot about uh, igniting the heart. We talk a lot these days about finding your passion. We talk a lot these days about transforming hearts and minds. And what we're about to find out tonight with the four people who we will share this evening is the way in which four of our alums have in fact found their passion, how in fact they have ignited not only their hearts, but those with whom they have worked and those with whom they have helped transform their lives, their opportunities. We'll hear a lot of um, uh, conversation about service. As you know, we are very proud of our commitment to service learning here at Villanova. And we will see how our conversation about service actually has taken place how people's lives have been changed because of the way in which our very distinguished and successful alums have made their mark in the world, whether they've been graduated from here for five years or for 50. Um, we have tonight with us several previous honorees who have received these distinguished alumni awards. And I would like to recognize um, some of the folks who are here tonight. Uh, Mr. Richard Anthony. Richard, would you stand, please? Richard was standing in the corner, and the light might not have been bright enough, but I just met Richard tonight for the first time, and he told me when he graduated, and he graduated from college here at Villanova before I graduated from my college, and Richard, you are the youngest-looking graduate I've ever seen in my life, and I do want your plastic surgeon's phone number. Another guest with us tonight is Father John Deegan. John, would you please stand? Also with us tonight is Father Michael Scanlon. Mike. Also with us tonight is Father Sean Tracy. Sean. We also have with us um, several past recipients of both the Graduate Alumni Medallion and the Graduate Faculty Medallion. Uh, here with us tonight from the Psychology Department is Dr. Michael Brown. Michael. And Dr. Joseph Kinney. Joseph. Uh, Selma Corey Wonderlich. Selma.
our graduate dean, Dr. Adele Lindenmeyer. Our, our Associate Vice President for Academic Affairs, Dr. Craig Whelan. Craig. And finally, a man who is known to all of us, our current University President, Father Peter Dunham. And at this time, as we begin the formal part of the evening, I would like to ask Father Peter to come and address us. Thank you. Thank you, and uh, I appreciate all of your attendance here this evening. It's, it's nice to see so many people come out to honor the graduates of the College of Arts and Sciences, uh, both grad undergraduate and graduate as well. Um, recently, there's been several events on campus that have dealt with leadership. Uh, the School of Business held a leadership summit. The uh, alumni office held a leadership summit as well. And attending these events, uh, I have the opportunity to run into many graduates uh, that have come back to share their thoughts and their experience of the world with our various our students here on campus. And at the uh, recent Alumni Association Summit event, uh, there was a dinner held that night and somebody came up to me and started passionately going on and on about the business school has done all this, the nursing school has done all this, the engineering school has done all this. We need to make the arts and sciences more prominent at Villanova. And I went, wait a minute, please, wait a minute. And um, I actually asked Father Ellis if the other deans were here, and I don't think they are, so I'm, I'm glad they're not. But um, I said, there are more famous people that have come out of the arts and sciences at Villanova than any of those schools put together. And if we didn't have arts and sciences, And I said, and if we didn't have arts and sciences at Villanova, there would be no Villanova. So uh, it, is, uh, it is wonderful for us to gather together. Uh, this is the largest college at Villanova. It is the most prominent college at Villanova. It is the college that touches more lives of Villanova students than any other college on campus. And um, if Jim Danko, Louise Fitzpatrick, and Garrett Gabriel show up, I might go another way, but uh, <laughs> right now I'm, I'm holding fact, you know, that's, that's the fact. But uh, tonight we come to honor four people that went through the College of Arts and Sciences, um, and they didn't just go through it, they became the, art, the College of Arts and Sciences. That in everything that they did and what they learned here on Villanova's campus, uh, they took with them out into the world. And ultimately that's what we're concerned about at Villanova is that we are instilling and inspiring um, and in, in our students' lives the ability to move out into the world and really make a difference. Change it in some way or another. Find an opportunity to share what you have learned and the blessings that you have received with somebody else. And tonight we honor four people that have done just that, that have taken the legacy of the College of Arts and Sciences and have brought it out into many different corners of the world and have touched many different people with their knowledge of what they came, or their knowledge at Villanova University. Villanova um, is a place that um, I, I find it in terms of when I talk to alumni, um, I don't want to make it sound like the Magic Kingdom in Disneyland, but uh, it's a special place. Uh, 
I don't think we have Kool-Aid necessarily that we feed everybody, but we do feed everybody with a sense of community. And we do feed everybody um, with the sense of what it is that is inside of you that can really change the world in some way or another, or ignite change in the world in some way or another. To be a person that really moves out and experiences what happens at Villanova and enables you to create that new home for someone else, to create that new place for someone else, to create a, an opportunity for someone to enter into a place that uh, they never thought possible. And tonight we honor four people that have done just that in their lives. And I was asked actually to read these little blurbs about all four of them, and so I'm happy to do that. Um, I normally don't stick to a script, even though I'm a theater person, but uh, um, let me just share with you some of the thoughts on our four recipients tonight. Dr. Philip Davison has used his scientific training to advance the understanding of those with developmental and neurological disabilities. As a leader in his field, Dr. Davison's research has made significant, significant contributions to improved understanding of developmental disabilities. As a teacher and mentor, Dr. Davison inspires others to advance this work. Exactly what arts and sciences does. While we may know Jim Murray as the past general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles, leading them to the Super Bowl, we also know Jim for his work in co-founding the first Ronald McDonald House in Philadelphia. Through the magic of Jim's Irish persuasion, and it is big, he convinced many of his NFL, what is that NFL? Um, NFL peers to get involved with the Ronald McDonald program. As a result, more than 300 Ronald McDonald houses worldwide provide a temporary home for families of children undergoing treatment at nearby hospitals. That is what the College of Arts and Sciences does. Candace Robertson James has dedicated her career to a variety of public health issues from health education to domestic violence. Candace's work has the greatest impact on those in our communities who are often overlooked and forgotten, the poor and the marginalized. Her dedication as a mentor, community leader, and lecturer exemplify her commitment to the values of the university. That is what arts and sciences does. Katie Krakenberger, where are you? There you are. I actually taught Katie in class. Uh, she was in one of my theater classes, and I'm glad she chose what she did. Um, in <laughs> Katie, I love you. Uh, Katie is a fitting example of the achievements of our recent graduates of the college. Much like Candace, Katie has dedicated her work to the marginalized and the oppressed, working with faculty workers in Nicaragua and now assisting human development organizations in 26 countries through her work with the World Bank. That is what college, the College of Arts and Sciences does. The College of Arts and Sciences does more than anybody could imagine because we give our students the possibility to imagine. Congratulations to all of you.
it is my distinct uh, privilege and pleasure at this point to ask Dr. Robert Langren, Professor of Political Science, and Mr. James Murray, Class of 1960, to approach the dais. But anyway, uh, Jim uh, lives in Rosemont, so we didn't have to come too far tonight. Uh, he has his own business also there. Um, but I, I think the re main reason I nominated Jim is that I, I, I feel he embodies uh, the true value of the Augustinian education. Uh, and I think you'll see that uh, when he talks. Our paths don't cross too often. Uh, once in a while, uh, we meet at Father Peter's favorite mass at 7.30 a.m. on Sunday on campus, and you can imagine how that mass is so great, right? 
since Peter's a night person. But anyway, Jim sometimes goes to that mass. Anyhow, uh, without further ado, it's my great pleasure to present to you uh, from the class of 1960, Jim Murray. Thanks very much, Doc. Well, you always need a prop. So, we all come here. You have a head like this, you have to put, you have to go to wardrobe, Edith Head, our president. Um, we all wear different hats. Uh, I would take uh, arts and science and say Augustinian service, just what Father talked about. You see the commercials during the game, 64,000 hours of Augustinian service and Villanova's helping. When I was thinking about what I'm going to say tonight, one of my buddies went to North Catholic, just became a deacon, and uh, he was giving his first homily. And so he always, he went to his grandchildren. I have three of my granddaughters here tonight. And he said, what should I talk about in my first homily? And out of the mouths of babes, as it says in scripture, he looked me in the eye, said, and he said, Papa, you should talk about two minutes. <laughs> so I've been using that. <laughs> Can an Irish guy talk two minutes? But I did pray about it. NFL, what does that mean? It means it's not no fun losing. <laughs> and it also means never forget what you've learned. And that's the essence of what this is. Yesterday, right around the corner, we had a little forum. And people were able to ask us anything. What our Villanova arts and science education meant. And you know how you have instant community? It's like orientation. And here I am with these two beautiful ladies, Katie and Candace. And then one of my guys, Dr. Phil. And we were the four. And the first thing Dr. Phil said, I'm a Jewish guy from North Jersey. So in order to put that hat on, I did take my yarmulke. <laughs> and in the Jewish tradition, at a certain time, the youngest child asked this question, what makes this night different than all the rest? What makes this school different than all the rest? What makes this award different than all the rest? The essence of Villanova came through the Augustinians for me. As I look at my Augustinian brothers here, Father Mike Scanlon and I were in the seminary together. They told the story about our youngest son, John Paul. And I got thrown out. I got thrown out of seminary my junior year. And I'll never forget on the feast of Nicholas of Tallentine when most of the priests got professed in the old days, I go to the cemetery, both out front here and over in Conchahawk. And I'm doing a paragraph on each tombstone, telling a little story. And then I get to Father Barney Hubbard. I said, John Paul, that's Father Hubbard. He threw me out of the seminary on a bad rap. And being Irish, he said, thank you, Father. <laughs> so our life changes sometimes when something happens that we don't understand. For me, coming here, hitchhiking here, 
in the old days when you could. And I remember at almost every ride, the, the guy who would pick you up would be a plumber, a lawyer, a doctor, and he'd say something like this. You don't know, kid, and I'd finish the sentence. I'd say, this is the greatest time of my life. He said, you know that already? I said, yeah. I'm in college. I passed up a free ride to Penn. My father spent his whole life working at the University of Pennsylvania. But I loved the Augustinians and that Augustinian service. And I'm blessed to go to the 11 o'clock mass sometime where the men who are retired are, past presidents, people who are on this list of these medallions, Father Driscoll, Father Duffy, the provincials. And I'm an old usher, so I count everybody. And I assign them 50 years, and a lot of them are way over 50 years. Father Bresnahan's 99, I call him Wayne Gretzky. He doesn't even know what that means. <laughs> and Father Carr sits beside him. And I think here are two men that equal 190 years of life, and they still function, and they're still smiling. And how many people have they served? Sometimes we really don't understand Augustinians. And I picked up on the picture of St. Augustine and St. Monica, and all the times it was hanging in the Augustinian Academy, the rock. I never realized that they were holding hands. I never realized that Monica and Augusta were holding hands. And that's what this medallion night means for me, is holding hands with all of you through all the years. Irish guys can't handle praise. I remember once Father Mickey, who just got the head coaching job in the provincial, had just come back from a, uh, a retreat. And I've been using this in talks since he told me this. In sports and in entertainment and some of the crazy things in my life, one of the things I did was the Michael Jackson victory tour. I won't go on about that, it'll be in the book. And I'll never forget in the first meeting, Chuck Sullivan, who owned the Patriots and had his Boston accent, said, Jimmy, I want you to meet uh, Reverend Al Shopton. I said, who? And here comes this little, he was chubby at the time. Yeah, he says, I'm Reverend Al Sharpton. And I did the Philly thing. I said, what, what parish? And he said, uh, he said to me, my parish is agitation. <laughs> but one of the other things that started in Philly besides the Ronald McDonald House was something called Make-A-Wish. So we were up at the Meadowlands where we had this football game and it's New York and all the movie stars were there. And there were two little kids who were going backstage to get the pictures taken with all the movie stars, Chevy Chase, The Real Murray, Bill Murray, all these famous people. And we had a rule, and this is what I learned at Villanova. Because the biggest gift that Villanova I had was my teachers. And my number one teacher is still alive. His name's Arthur Leo Mahan, who was the baseball coach. And I answered an ad in the Villanova, and it changed my life. Because I thought I would love to be like that man like a father, a husband, just a guy who's really special. And so I went into sports. And here I am at this moment at the Meadowlands, and the rule was no one can go backstage except Jim Murray. No mom, no dad. Take the kids back, get the pictures taken. And I remember what Father Mickey said. And no matter, the little guy was built like me. Hey, I'm ready to go. The little girl would not let go of her mother's hand like Monica and Augusta. No matter how much I coached her, and all at once you get those moments that you learn in arts and science, that you learn in theology, 
that you learn in theater, that you learn in engineering or the business school. The integrity of the moment, but what do you decide to do? So I prayed about it, and I remember what Father Mickey said. Father Mickey said, if you really have a tough decision, you really have a hard one, use a 17-inch ruler. What the heck's that? I flunked math, too. He said, it's 17 inches from your brain, if you have one, to your heart. And if you really have a real decision, go with the bottom, right where this medallion is. Go with your heart. So I said to the mom and little girl, come on. And we went back, but no matter what happened, the little boy, he got his picture taken, all the movie stars, everybody was there. There was no cameras, there was no inside edition. And here was this moment where this man with his talent was sharing it with this little boy. But the little girl, no matter how much we asked, she wouldn't let go of her mother. And then all at once, somebody else came in, in a suit, and it was Jim Henson. And he had Kermit right on his and the little girl said, oh, Mom, it's Kermit. And this guy walked over, this Jim Henson, talked to her as Kermit, walked her over, and put her with the movie stars. And what's the point? Hey, we're not Jim Henson. We're not Michael Jackson. But his father said, as Helen said in her prayer, we all have gifts to share. We all have things. I hold on to Villanova. I hold on to my Augustinian friendships. It's very hard to accept an award. You use all the cliches like you do in sports. The Ronald McDonald House came directly from what I learned here at Villanova. NFL. I was not fond of learning, Father. <laughs> Wait, what? I never forgot the love that went from those men who are in that monastery that are in this room tonight and the empty tables the people who aren't here. To an accept award, once again, with my beautiful new teammates. Look at Candace over there. What a beautiful lady, Katie. Poor Phil, who's a bad student like me. I'll get up here and say his own thing. But you take the mustard seed of a little Irish guy. It's the second greatest call I made when Dr. Evans said, we need a place, a YMCA. When these kids are sick, they gotta be with everybody else the definition of this medal. They've got to be with the community, the definition of the monastery. They're facing the toughest things in their life, and they have to share it. And we should buy a YMCA. I said, no, this is Philly. We're neighborhood kids. We were poor, but we were rich. You need to get a house. And then what they learned here, why you're the president, you're in charge of playing. Something fails, you did it. Success has many fathers and mothers. I went to the rosary, how do I get a house? And I called a guy, and Dr. Phil is a Jewish guy. I am Don Tuckerman. I said, what's the next promotion for Mickey D's? He said, Mara, I can't believe it. Shamrock shakes. I said, my God, Irish guy calls Jewish guy, green milkshakes, green money. We had one good player, Roman Gabriel. I said, can we use him for a commercial? Can we get 25 cents from each Shamrock shake? And he said to me, Jimmy, you gotta talk to Ed Renzi. Always have to talk to the Italian guys. I said, all right. And he called me back and he said, you Jim Murray? Yeah. He says, uh, we give you all the money from the Shamrock Shakes. Can we call it the Ronald McDonald House? Wow. They did teach me some things at Illinois. I said, look, you give me all the money and call it the Hamburger House. I don't care what you call it. <laughs> but God's hand was in it because the kid's not afraid to walk through that door. 
And the first house opened on the Feast of St. Teresa, October 15, 1974. Seven bedrooms. And you know what? We couldn't build it. Somebody asked the question yesterday. Did you ever have any Villanovans you run across change your life? There's a wonderful Villanova named John Canuso, whose daughter Babe had leukemia. I didn't know he was a Villanova guy. I didn't know he had a daughter with leukemia. But going to the chase, he not only rehabbed that house, he built the house in Camden. Now Babe's going home. He's put scholarships in here for kids for all these years. So you never know how one little phone call is going to change your life. As I say, it was the second best phone call I ever made. Number one was called my wife, who I met on the Feast of the Annunciation 48 years ago in Atlanta, Georgia. And the first thing I said is, I'm going to marry you. It took me five years to close. <laughs> and when she became Catholic, I said, you get two things, guilt and freckles. So she was supposed to be Eucharistic minister tonight. She says, I got to go to this thing for Jimmy. So, you know, you've taught me three things. Praise, which we can't handle. Here's my buddy, Todd. Thank you for nominating me. Thanksgiving's not just next Thursday. Thanksgiving is why we're here tonight, to say thank you. And that never stops. And petition, my petition is whatever Candace is praying for in her life, and God bless her for her service. And Katie, you're just coming out of the box. The World Bank, can you imagine working for the World Bank? And try to borrow some money as soon as we leave tonight. <laughs> and to have a psychologist sitting to my, to my side yesterday and meeting Jack. Jack, my buddy. Jack, the youngest. Why is this night different than all the rest? It's the NFL. Never forget what you learned at Villanova. Thank you. It's my pleasure at this point to invite Dr. Michael Russell, Professor of Biology, and Candace Robertson James, Class of 1998, to the podium. Talk about a tough act to follow. <laughs> This is truly a privilege for me to be here to introduce Candace to you. Uh, but my role here really is to represent the constellation of faculty and staff that worked with Candace while she was here. Uh, people like uh, Bill Fleischman and Doug Norton and Bill Marks and Russ Gardner. Because that's, that's what I'm talking to today. Um, I'm not very eloquent, so I'm going to try to be brief. At Villanova, we strive to enrich the intellectual lives of our students. And our success is due in no small part to the intrinsic talent, drive, and spirit that they bring to us when, when they get here. And that is really embodied by, by Candace. Uh, she worked in my lab for three years. And I just want to share two, two vignettes to, to tell you about that drive and that spirit. Uh, when she first started working, um, she was very shy. and where there's a lot of grunt work in my lab, not, not very glamorous. And I was working at my computer, 
And she came in, she knocked on the door, and I, I don't think I even looked up. And she said, Dr. Russell, there's a, there's a problem with the seawater. Uh, the pH is too low. And I, without looking up, I said, well, measure it again. And there was a pause. And then she said, I measured it three times. <laughs> this is when I knew I had someone special in my life. So roll the clock ahead a few years, and she's doing her senior thesis. And it's on a very esoteric topic, and I won't bore you with the details. But she's, she's working on these, the reproductive structure of these, these clams. And she's working in the electron microscopy lab. And I'm waiting for the results because her senior thesis is due, and she's not coming by, and she's not coming by. And finally, a couple days before her thesis is, is due, she says that the cells weren't what they were supposed to be. And they're actually this. And she unfolds this ancient book from Balby Library. And she had actually made a very unique discovery about this group of clams that I had no idea about. She taught me about what I'm supposed to be the expert in. And I think she's bringing that, that drive, that initiative, that, that sense of purpose to her current field. And I, and I, I wish you the most success in the world. That's all. Thank you all so very, very much. Um, I stand here today truly humbled and honored to receive this award and to be amongst the company of my fellow awardees. Um, Villanova has always been very, very a special, dear place to me. Um, a lot of my current friends um, are, uh, I met at Villanova, as well as my life partner and husband, I met at Villanova, George James. <laughs> and so Villanova, we uh, continue to uh, hold Villanova close in our household and uh, uh, talk about the, the, the school and all of our um, great experiences and memories that we have from Villanova. And I also stand here today truly as a reflection of all of you and all of the faculty who really poured into me and saw, you know, really took that <laughs> very shy little girl that came uh, in freshman year to really um, mentor me and to develop me and all of you who saw something special in me and I thank you and I, I just am really grateful for the time that you took um, to just really pour it into me. I intersected at, with Villanova at a very critical time in development and it was at Villanova that I really um, began to merge my love for the sciences with also my passion for the human condition. And it really taught me about the diversity of people's experiences um, and really gave me the opportunity to go out and to, to be different and to be that voice for people. And so I'm, I'm definitely grateful. Uh, the Villanova, especially the College of Arts and Sciences, provided me that, that foundation, um, really, and provided me the tools to really pursue my passions and my goals and dreams. And I'm so grateful to all of you, all the faculty, um, all the, the, the friends that I've made along the way. I'm truly, truly grateful. Um, and when we start to talk about mentorship, I definitely um, really have to express the type of mentors that the faculty have been to me because um, not just while I was here um, for the four years did I, you know, work with great people and people who really um, encouraged me and strengthened me and supported me along the way, but even after I graduated, 
I continued to come back to the school and I had wonderful people um, that I've worked with, Dr. Fleischman and Norton, um, who I've continued to stay in contact with to this day, who have been a part of my life at so many uh, parts and so many uh, a part of my journey. And so um, I really am grateful from my, from my wedding, to my master's thesis, to my doctoral <laughs> proposal defense, Dr. Fleischman has been with me and I'm so very, very grateful. Um, that that relationship started here. And so when I say mentorship, really, who is uh, uh, the faculty who have really poured in to me and, and have been such a great part of what I've been able to do um, since leaving Villanova. I definitely always want to thank my family um, for their support and their encouragement. Definitely couldn't be anyone. <laughs> um, definitely couldn't have done the things that I've been able to do without their constant love and support. And not only teaching me and supporting me along the way, but also encouraging me to bring someone else um, with me and so you know not just to accomplish um, you know your goals and passions and dreams but also to have uh, to look back and to bring those who are who are behind you along the way and to show them the pathway and to encourage them and support them and, and I've been able to do that and I'm very very grateful for them and I'm also very uh, grateful for my work family <laughs> um, I definitely appreciate and, and love their support and their mentorship who have really taken me and um, allowed me the opportunity and the privilege to help people to promote health and to help people um, you know, take the next step and, and really encouraging people to be healthier and to work towards um, a condition where all people can be healthy. And so you know, the, the work that I've been able to do and to see people's hunger for health and wellness and to know that no matter what their situation, what their current situation, that people do have a desire to, to be healthy and to be well. And I'm definitely honored and privileged to be able to work with people at all stations of life, from the prisons to academia, to, in order to be able to promote health and wellness. And so I definitely thank them for all that they have taught me. Um, and again, continued that mentorship. I've had amazing, amazing mentors along the way that have allowed me to be able to accomplish and do the things that I've been able to do. Most of all, I definitely thank God for uh, all the people and all the relationships that I've had along the way who have uh, promoted me, who have strengthened me, who have encouraged me. Um, for all of you, I definitely thank you. And I just want to uh, say to any of the current students who might be here um, to leave you with this, one of my favorite, favorite quotes um, and one that I've definitely been able to embody along the way from Macy Jemison, who was the first uh, African-American female uh, astronaut and she says, never limit yourself because of others' limited imagination, and never limit others because of your limited imagination. Thank you. pleased at this time to invite Mr. Tom Mogan, Director of Student Development, and Kathleen Krakenberger, Class of 2005. one of the most humble people I know, so my intro might be a little longer because I know she will not talk about her incredible accomplishments. Um, <clears throat> the great Irish poet, not Seamus Haney, but Katie's favorite Irish poet, Bono, 
said, <laughs> quote, idealism detached from action is just a dream, but idealism allied with pragmatism, with rolling up your sleeves and making the world bend a bit is very exciting, it's very real, and it's very strong. Throughout her career as a student, as a graduate student and young professional, Katie Krakenberger has dedicated herself to making the world bend a bit. As one of Katie's nominators, I have the distinct privilege of introducing her, but the, there could be any number of people who could stand up here and give witness to Katie's enormous intellectual talents and leadership skills. Faculty members such as Drs. Rick Eckstein, Lowell Gustafson, Magan Keita, Sue Toten, Satya Patnak, and many more. Given the array of academic talent that have shaped Katie's Villanova career, I'm truly honored to present Katie for this award. The product of a good Jesuit education in her native Chicago, Katie came to Villanova with her consciousness awakened, but it was here that she was able to, in her words, connect the dots. Indeed, Katie's desire and ability to take advantage of the wealth of opportunities that Villanova, and in particular the College of Liberal Arts and Science, had to offer, defined her undergraduate experience. In fact, Katie went above and beyond to create her own academic and co-curricular opportunities which allowed her to strengthen the connection between her idealism and her intellect in previously unimaginable ways. As a sophomore, Katie traveled to Waslala, Nicaragua with an amazing group of students, and as a result, she worked with the founders to help establish Order for Waslala on campus. As a junior, Katie crafted her own study abroad experience to Vietnam and then shared that experience with fellow students when she organized a trip there during her senior year. In terms of her undergraduate experience, Katie's intellectual prowess and curiosity was matched only by her incredible passion to eliminate social and, and economic injustices. Indeed, Katie immersed herself in so many social justice causes while at Villanova, Rick Eckstein referred to her as the embodiment of the Center for Peace and Justice Education. As Katie mentioned during the panel yesterday, she desired to use the critical thinking skills she developed throughout her interdisciplinary program I'm not sure how interdisciplinary it was. I think I heard tonight that she spoke, she took about 10 classes with Rick Eckstein. <laughs> 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 um, to, uh, to attempt to understand the root causes of economic poverty. Katie's incredible academic and professional achievements are listed in the program and speak for themselves. Her passion to eliminate social and economic injustices informed and inspired her academic work at the London School of Economics. She spent time in Nicaragua assisting the Nueva Vida Sewing Cooperative and established the Nicaraguan Garment Workers Fund to operationalize this support. Finally, Katie has been able to channel this passion for justice into a successful and promising career with the World Bank. Allow me two quick stories which demonstrate the extent of Katie's commitment. I was privileged to be a part of the, the first, one of the first Villanova service trips to Waslala, Nicaragua. It was here where I saw Katie, a young idealistic sophomore who connected with the people in Nicaragua in a way that I've rarely seen. One enduring image of the trip was Katie sitting on the curb conversing with a young Nicaraguan boy as Katie struggled with the language. Her intense desire to communicate with the people of Nicaragua who, with whom she fell in love with caused her to come home and immediately begin to study the language. I think she was fluent in about a year. <laughs> um, on our service trip to Vietnam, somewhere we got our signals crossed and instead of, the, instead of this poverty immersion experience that Katie had intended, we ended up staying in hotels and eating in restaurants. Katie became frustrated. I had a different view. <laughs> as, as a veteran of 14 service trips and getting up there in age, I felt that I had done my fair share of sleeping in hammocks on, on cold mountainsides, as, as our group in Nicaragua did. Uh, but knowing Katie's intense devotion to Catholic social teaching, I thought I could appeal to her by saying, we must remember the principle of subsidiarity. We, certainly, we don't want to offend our hosts. Uh, 
without missing a beat, Katie looked at me and said something to the effect of, that's how old people would rationalize this. I'm concerned about solidarity. I won the battle, but I knew in my heart that she was right. The other thing I learned from Katie is how to get right next to the stage at a U2 concert. I remember being in the Center for Peace and Justice back when Katie was probably a junior, and Katie had these pictures of her looking up at the stage at Bonner. And I said, how did you get so close? And she said, so someday I'll show you if you go to a concert with me. And last fall in DC, she finally made good on that promise when she helped our two groups get, get about five rows from the stage. Um, so Dean Duty, uh, for her distinguished achievements as a student and as a professional in the field of international development, for her success in being able to combine youthful, youthful idealism and her passion for justice with a strong intellect and for making the world bend just a little bit, I am pleased to present Ms. Katie Krakenberger for the Young Alumni Medallion. Wow, um, I'm really, really humbled to be up here with, um, with my colleagues and friends. Um, really humbled to be here with Jim. We're sitting right here. Um, having one of my good friends at Villanova here treated at CHOP for a year. Um, really thankful for your contributions. Um, and Candace, really excited to get to know you. Maybe be in your shoes in five or ten years. We'll see. Um, and although I just met you yesterday, I'm really excited to hear about um, all of your achievements. And really humbled to be a part of this community. Um, I've only been out of Villanova five years. Um, and there was a question from Candace's husband yesterday about the wow moments in our time after Villanova, and my response was, there haven't been so many because I still feel very much a part of the community. Um, every city that I've lived in, from London where I did my graduate studies, to DC now, I'm surrounded by Villanovans, um, and it's just a really, um, really special thing to continually feel a part of the community. Um, but I really wanna just sort of do a shout out, if you will, um, to how that community started for me, which is, um, I was actually in Dr. Norton's calculus class as a freshman declared math major coming in, um, and got a C, and got really scared that I was gonna screw up in calculus and math in general, and at the same time um, was taking Dr. Eckstein's uh, intro to sociology class. Um, so in one semester, um, I, maybe was not so courageous and chose to not pursue math. And um, <laughs> went the easy route 10 times again with Rick. Um, just uh, uh, got integrated into the Center for Peace and Justice Studies, which was really my home here at Villanova, the reason that I chose to pursue the field of international development. Um, and it really ignited my passion for justice and passion for fighting poverty. Um, so. There's not much more to say um, except that Villanova has contributed to my identity here. Um, as, um, as Tom said, I started in the Jesuits, uh, probably ended up where I was supposed to be with the Augustinians. Um, the Jesuits taught me about social justice in the first place, and here at an Augustinian institution, College of Arts and Sciences, um, was really, learned to, really able to learn how to um, practically, um, practically and pragmatically take forward the, you know, the feeling of compassion, the feeling of solidarity, um, the quest for justice, and to, to actionize that into real world, um, real world applications. And 
hopefully I'm doing that a little bit in, in my job now, and I hope with the support of the community here at Villanova, the community of Villanova in Washington, D.C., we've got a really good softball team, if anybody in <laughs> D.C. Um, uh, hopefully with the support of the Villanova community, I'll be able to continue that pursuit. But thank you very much for this very wonderful honor. We now move on to the graduate alumni medallion. This medallion, formerly known as the Founders Award, is presented to an alumnus or alumna of the Graduate Studies Program of the College of Liberal Arts and Sciences who have demonstrated excellence in their chosen fields and commitment to the Villanova ideals. I'm pleased to invite Dr. Adele Lindemeyer, Dean of Graduate Studies, Dr. Michael Brown, Professor of Psychology, and Dr. Philip Davidson, MA class of 1967 to the dais. First, um, let me thank all of our award winners uh, for the wonderful ways that all of you represent Villanova University and the College of Arts and Sciences. Uh, and thank you and your, and your families for being here tonight. Uh, Philip Davidson was an early graduate of the Master of Science program in psychology. Uh, the program began in 1961. Uh, Phil did his master's thesis under the supervision of Dr. Byron Ward, who's here with us tonight. Dr. Davidson subsequently um, earned his PhD in psychology from George Washington University and did postdoctoral research at the University of North Carolina. Um, most of his career has been spent at the University of Rochester School of Medicine and Dentistry, where he's a professor in the Department of Pediatrics with secondary appointments in the Department of Environmental Medicine and uh, the Department of Psychiatry. Dr. Davidson is uh, the author of over 150 publications in scientific journals and books and has also edited three uh, books. Much of his uh, more recent work has dealt with neural development in children following in utero exposure to methylmercury as a result of maternal fish ingestion. And Dr. Davidson described this work uh, in a very interesting and impressive colloquium yesterday in the psychology department. His uh, work, along with his, his team, has appeared in some of the top journals in medical science, um, including the Journal of the American Medical Association and The Lancet as well as a wide range of journals in neuroscience and in psychology. Uh, the work has been supported for many years by the National Institutes of Mental Health, uh, as well as uh, quite a few other agencies uh, and organizations, for example, the USDA and the CDC. Uh, 
the strong influence of Dr. Davidson's work on other scientists is very clear. With his scientific publications being cited by other scientists over 2,400 times. That's a metric that um, impresses those of us who are academics. As Father Peter mentioned, uh, um, his, his, the influence of his, his work goes way beyond academics. Um, the 25-year longitudinal study by Dr. Davidson and his colleagues shows that earlier concerns about ingestion of fish containing methylmercury, uh, particularly during pregnancy, were overstated and, and need to be tempered. It's, this, it's only this kind of uh, large-scale, long-term study that can provide the detailed information about real-world influences on health that properly inform uh, public policy decisions, which his work has done. Dr. Davidson's career as an extremely successful researcher whose work provides critical information uh, for both understanding and reducing developmental disorders exemplifies the synthesis of, of mind and heart that's at the core of a Villanova education. So I'm very, very pleased to introduce the winner of the College of Arts and Sciences Graduate Medallion Award, Dr. Philip Davidson. I just want to put in context what Villanova means to me. Uh, <clears throat> I, I came here 45 years ago, and I was here for one year. Um, and in that year, I started my relationship with my wonderful wife, Margaret, who is with us tonight. And uh, Villanova provided the home for that. I also sort of learned about psychology at the graduate level, and uh, my, I'm very fortunate that my mentor and thesis advisor, Byron Ward, is here with us tonight as well. Uh, th this is so special for me, I, I cannot convey to you how, how important an evening this is uh, for me to spend this with my family and with Byron and his, his wife, uh, Inga, uh, uh, lo these many years uh, after I was uh, a student here. <clears throat> Villanova put me in a position to go on to do a doctorate and uh, all the other stuff that you heard about. Uh, I, you know, I'm an academic just like you. I, I labor in obscurity. 
<laughs> so, you know, it's hard for me to talk about this, but uh, uh, what, what Villanova did for me uh, was to put me in a position to, to spend the rest of my career doing what I did. Uh, it, it was um, an intense year. Uh, it was a, 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 a year filled with uh, new knowledge uh, about life, about uh, how to be a graduate student, how to read the literature, how to understand science, and, and to this, uh, for all of this, uh, I owe a great debt of gratitude to uh, Byron and, and the rest of the faculty who, uh, who were here then. <coughs> Uh, yesterday, uh, Jim and I sat together and he related some of the things that went on at that panel discussion. Um, we were asked uh, to share Villanova moments. And uh, when I got my chance to respond, I, I, I said two things. Uh, uh, one moment happened 45 years ago and that was the incredible access I had to Byron. Uh, he had just come to Villanova. I was, uh, uh, I think, his only master's student, and uh, I had incredible access. I don't think this could have happened anywhere else. Um, and the other moment happened uh, yesterday when I did a colloquium in the Department of Psychology, which, by the way, was one of the highlights of my career. Uh, and, and there sat one of my professors uh, from 45 years ago, um, Paul Sheldon, uh, who, he, he doesn't know it, but it, he had a great deal to do with shaping uh, my thinking uh, as, as I moved forward in, in the doctoral program at GW. And Paul showed up with a file in which he had my final exam <laughs> from, <laughs> from 45 years ago. <laughs> so I have this file, and I, I said to him, it'll take me a year to get the courage <laughs> to, to read this paper. <laughs> and, and apparently I got a 14 out of 15, and I wanted to know why I lost a point. <laughs> At any rate, I, I cannot tell you how important this evening is for me and how special Villanova is for, for me. And, and uh, I, I wish all of you the very best. And I hope to be back here very often. my distinct pleasure to invite to the podium uh, my good friend Gary Olson, Associate Vice President for Alumni Relations. As Father Peter would attest, uh, in show business is an old adage, you never want to follow a dog act or children, so I'll, I'm going to do the best I can here. 
But just a few acknowledgments before we leave this evening. Uh, the first, I'd like to, to really give a warm round of applause to uh, the fabulous staff here at the Conley Center under the direction of Tony Alfano. They're just terrific. Thank you. And also, with any event like this, there are always the people that do all the behind-the-scenes work that make sure this all works the way it's supposed to. Uh, so we're very grateful, and I'd like to acknowledge from the College of Arts and Sciences, Diane Brackey, and from the Alumni Relations Office, Christine Accio, both standing in the back, keeping an eye on things. Thank you very much. The, um, the very famous economist Peter Drucker once said that management is doing things right, but leadership is doing the right things. And I think when we reflect on the accomplishments uh, and the comments from our four recipients tonight, it's very clear uh, that they're pretty good managers, but more importantly, they really are leaders. Uh, I've marveled at what they've achieved, but, uh, but even more impressive is the manner in which they've achieved those things. They've done very different things in their lives, had different experiences, very different careers, and yet there's a thread that seems to run through the four. They're very humble, yet very confident. They have a passion, and yet they know that they put their shoes on in the morning the same way as everyone else. And they're very cognizant of all the people who have helped them to get to where they are in life. Um, yesterday at the panel, a question was asked of uh, Jim Murray uh, about how you deal with adversity and difficulty when you come up with an idea that others may think is sort of strange or odd. And he said something that really rang true to me. He said, first of all, I say a prayer. And secondly, I get good people to help me. And I thought, isn't that really the essence of Villanova University? Getting good people to help us along the way. Whether they're faculty, friends, classmates, spouses, colleagues, it's all about helping each other to move along in life and accomplish the things that we need we'd like to accomplish. Martin Luther King said once, the life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? And I think tonight our four honorees have clearly demonstrated that they've answered that question by doing things for others. And so certainly they're wonderful representatives of Villanova University and the College of Arts and Sciences. So my congratulations to the four of you. Before we close, I'd like to ask Father Sean Tracy uh, to come forward to deliver our benediction. Father? We can bow our heads and ask for God's blessing. This is Thanksgiving time. And we have given much thanks to one another, to colleagues, to mentors, to family, community, friends. There is so much for which we give thanks. We give thanks to God, the creator of all, who has called us to transform this world in which we live, in which we serve, in which we respond to love, in which we love. So in this food and drink and companionship and fellowship and community, 
this world in which we live. We simply ask that we may be strengthened, encouraged, given the wisdom to live well, to continue to share that wellness with others, and to give thanks. We pray in the name of Jesus the Christ. I'd like to ask you to all stand and join our Villanova Spires in the singing of the alma mater. Thank you all for being here this evening. We look forward to seeing you again. Drive safely and have a good evening.